following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! All right, away we go, party people. Welcome to the show. Delighted that you are along with us. It is a new week. We got to talk a little football as well on this show. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes in our second segment, A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports is going to recap a very, very busy week for the Washington Commanders and the potential ownership news that has come out of Ashburn. Starting to get interesting. I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think we're too far down the road for it not to. Uh, but before we get to that, we got to drop the puck and talk about the Caps. Somebody hit the music for me, will you? Yep, another mediocre week for the Caps. They got a win. They also had a loss. Last game, a shootout loss at home. And it just it gets tougher and tougher and tougher, the math at least, for the Caps as far as making the playoffs this year. Each game that goes along, I think we're seeing that the odds become longer and it's becoming more of a reality that this is, in fact, going to be the first time since the 2013-14 season. And get this, just the seventh time in 41 years that the Capitals are going to miss the playoffs. As we speak right now, they are 31-28-7. They have 69 points. That puts them, in the aggregate, five points now behind the Pittsburgh Penguins for the last spot in the Eastern Conference. Complicating that is the fact that Washington has played two more games than the Pens, so the Pens have two games in hand on it. If you want to look, if you want to try and look on the uh, on the bright side, the Caps' best hope right now is you've got to look at the New York Islanders because Washington actually has a game in hand with the Islanders. Islanders have played 67 games. They've got 76 points. So, if were the Caps to take care of business in the game in hand, they'd only be five points behind the Islanders. But right now the Islanders are on a three-game winning streak, which makes tonight's game up on the island probably all that more important. Although, again, I think as the days go by and the weeks go by and we see that it is just not happening for a number of reasons I think it's time to take a good, hard look at this team, which I think Brian McClellan has done, and I think you're going to see more and more of the kids playing the rest of the year. I would love to see Connor McMichael get a call-up. I would love to see Hendricks LaPierre get a call-up and, and get in the lineup because it's you've got to start retooling this thing on the fly so that you can give Alex Ovechkin and TJ Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom all a chance to have at least one more deep run 
in the playoffs, and it's not going to happen this year. We talked with Peter Laviolette yesterday after practice, and Lavi said, yeah, this, this one Saturday night against the Islanders on the island, pretty critical. Uh, this is a big one. So it's a big game tonight. Um, you know, if we want to move up the standings, this is clearly one of the teams that we have to catch and beat. And um, I think the players know that too. And so it's uh, it's an important game. As you talked about going to the last two games, 2-2, two, two, and yeah. the third period, 2-2, two, two, chance to win both those yeah. games. What goes into so maybe getting that third goal or getting over the hump, that's, that's sort of... Yeah, I mean, two different games for me. Again, I don't think the L.A. game was very good. Last game, we, we played a good, young, fast team. I thought we did some good things. And first period was tight, a little bit too loose in the second period. Had chances to win and, um, you know, couldn't get it done. Even in the shootout, you know, Kuzi, Kuzi hits the post and as one of the first three shooters, that would have been it. You know, hits the post and goes out or hits the post and goes in is the difference of a point. And um, you know we got to we got to build off of that. And last time we were in this building, we played a real good game against this team. So we got to we got to have that type of an effort tonight. And I hope they do have that type of an effort tonight. But you know, the longer the season goes on, I'm just not seeing it. I, I really think this year, the rest of the year, it's just got to be a mini reset. And that's you know, it sucks because we're not going to have playoff hockey to talk about in the DMV this spring. But it was going to happen eventually, and I think we're just we're at that point, and the bill has to be paid. You can see Brian McClellan has been making some moves here um, in addition to what he did at the trade deadline. Um, but uh, late this week, he has also uh, started to shore up the blue line as he signed Trevor Van Riemsdyk uh, to a three-year contract. Van Riemsdyk got 19 points this season so he gets a three-year deal uh it's an average annual value in AAV of three million dollars a year so it's not going to break the bank and Van Riemsdyk has been you know pretty um he's been pretty solid back there on the blue line again would help if John Carlson was back there but you're starting to see the roster the future roster take shape and Trevor Riemsdyk is going to be a big part of that all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, A.J. Perez, front office sports, joins us, and we get caught up on Commander's Owners slash Sales News. That's next, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this winter. You think it's cold? Well, DraftKings is heating it up because there are tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, basketball, hockey, whatever you got. Plus, right now, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook because – DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you can get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for basketball, golf, MMA, hockey, you name it. Plus, with same-game parlays, as well as spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. You want to do a Capitals-Wizards parlay? Maybe even throw in that OV scores a goal. You can do it with DraftKings, and you're gonna you're gonna get paid and paid fast. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That is promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time to bring in A.J. Perez from frontofficesports.com. You need to go read him there every single solitary chance you can get. He is one of our MVPs, and he joins us now. A.J., thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it, as always. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Uh, you know, before we, we went on the air real quickly, we were I was just saying, and I wanted all of our listeners to know, but, you know, for somebody like me who just loves great journalism, it has been, it's just been such a joy to read, not just, you know, your stuff and Maskey and everybody that has been covering this commander's sale. It's just, it's, it's incredible the way, I think you guys are all rock stars, the way that you just keep leveling up the story, um, seems like on a daily basis. It's really been fantastic to read. It's actually been a great study of like, like trust, media literacy. I mean, a lot of noise out there. There's still a lot of noise. Um, And throughout this process, I think, and I hope I'm one of them, that you see the most consistent um a group of reporters and outlets who have done the best on this. And I think FOS hopefully is one of those, but Washington Post, ESPN, oh man, Richmond Times Union. There's been uh time dispatch. Sorry. Uh it's uh it's been uh it's it's a lot. It's there's been some good uh some great reporting. There really has. And I have my apologies to Michael Phillips for not putting him in there at the beginning as well. Um, all right, let's let's get to it though. Um latest of course is that uh, Josh Harris apparently has a new partner in his quest to acquire the commanders. Yes. That's Mitchell Rails. I know a lot of us don't know a lot about Rails. He's a very private guy. What can you tell us about Mitchell Rails? Because he's got some big bucks <laughs> behind him. He's actually, a, you know, the people I talk to, and this is totally on background. Uh, I'm not going to, this is, a, they talked to me because I wasn't going to be looking to be writing about this, but I could kind of fill you in. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a pretty big sports fan. You know, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, he, up until maybe I can't say he's when he stopped, but he was he, he played rec league softball in uh, in Montgomery County for years, you know. There's so it's like you know there are a lot of these a lot of these uh, potential owners or owners even Jeff Bezos like you know what you know what drives them what drives them to uh, become you know an owner in sports you know in any capacity. We don't know whether uh, whether Mitch will be it's probably going to be a minority ownership uh stake but you never know i mean i we don't josh harris is expected to have that you know is to be that controlling owner title but i think uh what these teams cost as much as they are the other three or four people you have in your ownership group you have to be kind of almost has to be run like a uh, like a boardroom of a regular business you know there's well while the main owner it, it does function that way in some places uh, but it's uh, it gives the other owners a voice if they have a little more of a say, because really when you're not a controlling owner, you don't really have much voice. But when we're talking about this much money, he's going to need maybe another name, too. And we're also going to see names. I am going to this is all speculation, my analysis, basically, mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to see uh, people of color and, and women added added to uh, added to any group that ultimately wins. That's what happened with the Broncos. It You know, they, the NFL um, and rightly so, you know, wants to get, uh, you know, more diverse uh, candidates in, 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 in all and basically in all parts of the NFL, including ownership. Gotcha. Well, uh, so when it comes to when it comes to rails, we know he's got a lot of money. How has this moved that bid forward? What has he brought to the table? I know I'm teeing up a softball question here, but what, no, what, it's is, always, it, what, is, it's what has he brought funny. to the table? 
you know, when, when, when we, a lot of us expected, uh, you know, the scoop guys who, which we wrote about on Sunday to get into this ownership thing, because they've kind of been, you know, they have a lot of sources, probably a lot more sources in ownership than I do. Um, and they've been quiet. So you got to wonder why yesterday that came out at pretty decent time in the morning. Um, you know, we're almost at think where you can lead, it can lead one to believe that we're going to see uh, Tillman Fertitta do something. <laughs> now the moves <laughs> on him. What, who else right. do you got, Tillman? And so that's the way, you know, it's all, you, you have to wonder uh, when those stories go out, especially when they don't come from, uh, from the people who have been covering this uh, for many, many months. Um, yeah, not it's, that's how it, that's how deep Adam Schefter's sources are. So it's all it's. <laughs> I, I I welcome any kind of competition, and I'm I know I'm not going to beat them on when it comes to depth of length of sources around the NFL. Oh, I do have mine, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, I I, I, so, I tell but, people all the time, don't sleep on AJ. He's he's got yeah. Sources. Well, you see, it's like I have like one. Well, I have one topic. Schefter's dealing with so many other things, and I don't care about free agency. I don't care about cap space i really don't care where aaron Rodgers lands up so you know exactly. he has a lot more to worry about than i do <laughs> very true very true so so uh so our new billionaire here um with rails joining harris's group does that yes. move harris to you know to the front of the line does this mean i mean it sounds like it means this group now has double the amount of money or liquidity that they had maybe last week before we knew about this. Yeah. And we don't know if there's anybody else in this group. We don't know. I mean, yeah. this is uh, the things have tightened up information wise. That's why, you know, while, while I reported last week on why things are at a stalemate, now things are moving. It's mm -hmm. just not, we don't notice it. And the other owners around the league don't notice it and they're getting frustrated. And so are the fans, you know, there are, there are things. That, so I, I wrote, geez, it's been almost two weeks ago that, you know, it's going to do three options. It's going to be Harris, um, Bezos, or Dan Snyder keeps the team. Now it looks like now it's it's now it's going to now I, if I had to re rank, this, mm -hmm. is, this is my analysis. It would be Harris, Harris slash Mitch. Yeah, then you got uh, and then Tillman Fertitta, and then uh, Jeff. You know, then Jeff Bezos right now. I still think there's still you know from when I it, it looks a little more a lot more unlikely than it was maybe a couple of weeks ago after we learned that they hired. Um, Allen and company, uh, it's been, that's, that's only been two weeks. Uh, so, you know, things look pretty, a little better for them then, but, uh, at least outwardly facing, but there's just still, uh, you know, there's still a lot of resistance on Dan Snyder's part, uh, to sell to him because of the Washington Post. Right. Right. Now I imagine one of the, uh, one of the significant things about rails joining Harris, because the owners, what they care about is money. So if they can come up with a figure that is close to what Bezos would be willing to pay for the team, then the owners would just as would just as rather, you know, just as well have Harris and Rails, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's not going to. I mean, and as long as the the only thing that would would kind of mess it up is if Bezos bid a lot more than either of those two, but he hasn't bid yet, and we don't even know what Harris has bid yet. We know Tillman mm -hmm. uh, Fertitta was, was almost, uh, it's, been, it's been two weeks, Tillman Fertitta was linked to the highest known bid that was from uh, the Washington Post report um, that was five point, around $5.5 .5 billion. So that's the only number, and which is actually, that was a pretty good offer because I was, when I talked to my sources a few a few days ago, and you know I reported like, geez, almost two months ago that $6.3 billion was the highest early bid. That bid just seemed to have gone kind of disappeared. I never knew who bid it. And that's what kind of happens. It falls off. Right now, I'm hearing this is up until three or four days ago that they were inching, just barely now inching above 
five billion. Not to call the report for the Washington Post inaccurate because I think it was very accurate, but things kind of shift. You know, mm-hmm. when you know we don't know if uh, we don't know why if it's still if the you know if, if it was the Tillman bidders reported at five point five why it's lower or you know if that or if the source had a little bit of the range off. But there's still you know there's still like I reported earlier. Uh, sorry, last Friday there's still concerns over revenue streams. There's that the state of the team and other things beyond the stadium that that are kind of you know kind of held the price down well well under the seven billion dollars that snyder um reported or my sources have wanted and right. uh and which he's holding out for and everything else you know i think we're you know we're we're going to be around you know some of who are between five and six i think it's going to be above five but we don't there's uh you know there's still there's still a lot a lot we don't know and owners meetings are only a couple weeks out now not that yeah. it matters really is there a number is there a point where the number will stop. I mean, theoretically, Jeff Bezos, if he wanted to, could pay twenty billion for the franchise. Now, obviously, we all know he's not going to. But I mean, no. Is there a point where you know? Is there a number where it's just they're not going to bid a penny over X in order to get this done? No, I see that. That's that's something we don't know. You know what's happening? They they've done a pretty good job with the actual match. They, you know, we have we have we know we have two bidders. We have possibly um, Bezos as uh, the potential third one, but there's also been reports of two others. And I've been obviously spent my entire time, not my entire time, a lot of my time this week <laughs> ruling that out. Right. Uh, I can safely say through uh, people I've talked to that Robert F. Smith is not one of them, and Balmer isn't one of them. So there's two people that aren't going to be bidding that I was told uh, I, that. So those those are those are two. There's other names out there which I don't feel comfortable because I have not been able to confirm either way to throw it out there um but there's uh there, but there's all oh, it's it's a lot of speculation we have at this point we know the fertility group or the what's just him at this point and then you have the harris group so it's uh at least the things are kind of moving you know the, the fact things have tightened up and people aren't talking as much is a good sign so when do we think we might hear something as far as maybe a letter of intent or something yes. like that um I, I think i think if for dan snyder you know, if uh, be best for him to uh, to get that done before the end of the owners meeting. That's not going to say it's uh, it's going to lead to it's going to lead to uh, you know removal or anything at that point. But it'll start the process up again. I mean, it'll if he doesn't have his I would say his act together, but he doesn't have a bid together mm-hmm. by the owners meetings, and it really doesn't start until I know it's at the twenty sixth, right? Something like uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really start the twenty seventh, really. The first day is kind of just kind of a get there day. Um, so the 27th, I would say 26th, last 27th, I think we should at least have, you know, the winning bidder and hopefully the packet into the NFL, the packet being the kind of the application that uh, the league takes in and then passes over to the um, uh, the finance committee to do its kind of review, which can take, uh, you know, at least it could take a few weeks. Right. So it sounds like what you're saying is we are at least at a point where, because I know a lot of people were afraid that this was just one big one big okie doke by by Dan Snyder uh, that it's either it's either uh, have a bid put together that you are comfortable with that we can examine or you face the real possibility of of having a vote to be removed. Correct. At least the process will start and the process oh. of the detailed Monday is is pretty it's long and it's kind of, um, you know, it's uh, it could be. It could, it's never happened before, so there's a lot of unknowns right. with it as well. And, you know, this side could run to, you know, get an, attempt to get an injunction in federal court. 
there's a lot of things that could uh you know could could play uh, play a role into you know we beyond the fact that you know why, why this hasn't happened yet beyond the fact that they don't want they don't, they don't want to set a precedent it's like there are some unknowns with the process you know although the precedent part being not them you know five ten years down the road they'll be subject to removal you know because the nfl's never done this right but there's there are questions around it and obviously snyder would could likely would likely fight you know fight any any either in, either in the federal court or in the you know that's probably the most likely place get an injunction temporary temporary restraining order to prevent the, you know this the if there's a vote for removal to prevent him from from uh you know from that uh happening which could delay things so that right. the nfl doesn't want that so that's why they're you know just hoping i think at this point that that he yeah that he picks somebody with fairly the next couple of weeks would be preferable for a lot of people around the league he is aj perez from front office sports ladies and gentlemen follow him on twitter at by aj perez aj my friend thank you so much for shedding light on this i think we've we got some real news going on here it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks yeah it will be so yeah thanks for having me on absolutely my friend anytime all right, making the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. Don't forget you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever find podcasts to sold. Cabs Islanders, Saturday night. It is a big one. We'll talk about it next week. And remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out of your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. I've been around for a long, long year. So many a man, so 